Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 436 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life and submarine updates. Last week we were talking about the submarine at the end and we were going to wonder if uh, they were going to have enough oxygen to survive. Wasn't a problem as it turned out. (laughs) If you haven't seen the news, they did not make it. Uh, It imploded. Yeah, and and it would have been quick. We were talking about this the other day. I don't know, randomly it came up somehow, but it would have been quicker than if you if you got shot out of a spacecraft in space. If you were in space, yeah, so you would last longer, like fifteen seconds, I think it is, or something. Okay. Whereas where they were, it would have been a millisecond. Well, it depends. Would, depends what you read, because there was an expert I saw, and he said it's four milliseconds for your spine to tell your brain something's going on. They would have been gone in two, and then something else was fifty milliseconds. Like when we're talking milliseconds, does it really matter? Um, they pulled out the wreckage today. There's some photos oh, of that. Oh, did they? Oh, I haven't seen uh, Not the bit they were in, because I don't think there's much of that left. But yeah. it was sort of the bits that they did found. Did you see the um, interview that Cameron, uh, James Cameron No, did? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's really good, because he really knows his stuff. Well, he'd been down like 33 times or something. Well, he's been it? further. He's yes. been twice as deep or something. Oh, he went to the bottom of the Mariana the, Trench, I think. Yeah, yeah. Something. Oh, it wasn't the Mariana. It was, was a it? different one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he, in his, yeah. his purpose-built... Yeah, but he basically, one of the things he said is, I engineered that. Like, I was involved with all the engineering decisions. Yeah. And I would, there's only two people that will ever go in that and drive it, is me and the engineer I built it with. We would not let anybody else go into that with that. Like, that was his point. He goes, so the idea that this guy is using a test thing... And and letting then, other people pay to go in it was just crazy. But then he got the the carbon fiber from Boeing cheap because it had expired. Oh, oh really? Do you know that? No, I didn't oh no, know he that. was like, oh, I got cheap carbon fiber from Boeing because uh, apparently it has expiry date, so I got a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, Cameron went into quite a bit of detail about co- composites and why and how they um, oh, delaminate. Yeah, and all that sort of thing. And it, it was really, really interesting, and and it just gave me a whole other perspective on level it. Level of, of understanding, understanding about James Cameron. Oh yeah, he he's... talks about you know in the submersible um, community, like because he's in that, like, yeah, in totally big, big way. And it's like, oh yeah, I hadn't really thought of it. So there's a thing as well that came out this week. Um, I think it was on Twitter, maybe, and heaps and heaps of times, James Cameron's. In interviews or behind the camera or anything, he's got a Fox motocross shirt on. He just has the Fox logo. And someone goes, why? And um, they tried finding out. I can't remember. It might have been even David Ferrier. I can't remember. Somebody. I think he, he might have had that on in that interview, actually. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I, just, I wouldn't have noticed. And, and they were sort of like, why? And they were asking all these people. Actually, I think it was a random spin-off article. And uh, they were trying to find out, and nobody could say. But basically... He got really into motocross, and he just likes wearing that shirt. Well, there, yeah, and he he'll turn up to awards, and he's just got like he accepted an award. He's got a black shirt with the Fox logo on. Just wears it. So uh, I think he's one of those guys that goes full on into whatever he's interested in. Yeah, 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, Talking about movies. um, Yes. The trailer for uh, Surgical Precision has been released into the wild and social media. Uh, Looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Uh, There's a few little shots of Chris there. Yeah, a couple of... of It's going to be good to see you... uh, yeah, so doing whatever you do. We've got a cast and crew uh, thing. You haven't got an invite to that yet? I wasn't in the cast or crew. You weren't, but I'll invite you. So, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get you along. I think it's the end of the end of the month. End of, not this month, obviously, next month. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Uh, I was in Thames on the weekend. Thames? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Went away how, around. How'd, you, how'd your weekend go? It was great. The place we stayed at, it was this little cottage it used to be a miner slash fisherman cottage. This woman, when she was six years old, some reason decided, when I'm older, I'm going to live in Thames. Okay? So she buys this, old, and I mean rundown shack. Absolute shack. And they uh, transported some of it there on a barge, and some of it must have already been there, and they sort of just plonked it there. And in the little book uh, about it, it said they must have got some shady guy to do the piles, and eventually it just started sinking. So they gutted the whole thing and rebuilt it from scratch, basically. And it was lovely and wonderful. Had this bath that's like, I don't know, 1.2 metres tall. A bloody stupid, like, stupidly huge bath, which is great. And a spa pool outside. Do you and need steps to get into the bath? Almost. <laughs> almost. Like, if you were short, you'd just, like, flop into it and hope for the best. Um, <clears throat> no, that was pretty cool. But, of course, uh, you know... It's a trip, and it's me, so I think I went to three museums on Saturday. <laughs> uh, so I went to the uh, – and it's really cool because they're all different, but once you go to all of them, everything locks into place. So Thames is a gold mining town, and they realized there was some gold there. 18,000 people basically turned up overnight, and it was absolutely mental. Now, the gold in Thames is locked in quartz, which is crazy. So we went to the normal Thames Museum, which is the old schoolhouse – and then after that, we went to the Technology Museum, which is built on the exact site of this huge, and they've got parts of it outside, and then they've built, obviously it was easier for them to build these giant cogs and machinery out of wood and just paint it, so they did that. And it's the huge water pump, because the biggest problem is when they're mining so far down, they've got to pump all the water out, and this place used to just flood. So they had this huge pump, and this is one of the biggest ones, it used to pump all the water out, uh, they get all the stuff. And then um, the School of Mines is set up in Thames, and that's been there since the get-go, and it's all the original buildings, and they take you around, and they taught people how to mine, and it was the best place in the world to learn. It was more ahead, scientifically, technology, than anywhere else in the world. At what time? Uh, 1869, I think it all kicked off, and they built this, and they were training it. And all these gold miners would go in and go, here's my sample of quartz. Does this have gold in it? And there's a whole process and all these chemicals they use. They break it down. They bake it in a hot oven, 1,000 degrees. Do it again. Do it again. Yes, there's gold. No, there isn't. Try again. Now, all these people had their own little claim and they had little gold mines and they showed us a map. And I swear some of these claims, all these gold mines must have been about the size of this living room when we're in now. It's just like a little square, and it would be called Unicorn Mine. And it had all these crazy names like Magic Mine. And from back there, I thought it was pretty cool. And then they get all the quartz, and the next day we went to uh, the gold, gold Mine Experience. And at these other places, they had little models of these things called stampers. 
and now big machines that just crush quartz. Doof, 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 doof. Yeah. Yep. And they've got a working one there. So we put the earmuffs on and it's ridiculously loud and this thing's just smashing quartz. And is that underground where it does that? Or or you bring it up and you... No, they're bringing that up. Yeah. So they, they, the yeah, and oh, and when we before we went on this tour uh, there, the guy says, "Go down to that room and watch this video." And I don't know when it was shot. Must have been early nineteen hundreds, I'm guessing. Black and white video oh, film, and they name every person that they're filming. There's old Biggie, what's his face, and Jimmy Thing. They're just going to get their money, but they showed the whole mining thing, and I was just like. They to film it, they would have had an old school, crazy huge camera underground with these miners, and they follow the whole process. And all these guys are just playing up to the cameras, like because it must <laughs> be such awesome. a novelty. Yeah, and it was old. really cool, and it explained everything, and it showed it. They're like, now we bring it up, and then they had like a little tiny train that pulled all these their own private line, and it would go all the way down. And they've already weighed all the carts, and there's a guy writing it all down. Then later on, they do all the stuff, and then when the gold comes out, they know who they have to pay and who it goes to. But this process takes so long, some of these mines would shut down before they got paid because they couldn't strike any gold. Yeah. But this stamper thing, they have, uh, I think the one we looked at had five, five pistons basically smashing up and down, so that's all good. The crazy thing is, at the height of gold mining in Thames, they had 700 of these things. 700 of these machines Stampers, going. Stampers, yeah. 24-7, six days of the week. And to them, it was weird when they shut them down for the one day. They couldn't deal with the silence. If one stopped out of the 700, the rhythm of Thames, they knew it changed. And they knew somebody had probably been killed. Or there was an accident. There was, that was the only reason they sort of turned it off. Yeah. So all the kids and people, the women, would come running from town, I guess. To see which one it was, because they could sense it. Anyway, Damn, that, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I went, um, so you didn't go down a mine? Well, yes, we did. So uh, the um, gold mine experience. The guy's like, oh, it's weird because there's no health and safety talk. He vaguely mentioned something about going somewhere, and then he's just like, follow me, and he just walks and just out, and then there's like a just a uh, yeah, a mine shaft. You just walk in. And then he goes, oh, it's about the size of a football field. We'll pop out over there. Okay. So we just walk through there. Um, and there's, you know, there's tunnels and stuff going everywhere. And he's like, oh, here's a piece of quartz here. And he says, the problem here is they were tunneling uh, left to right. But uh, the quartz only ever runs this way, the opposite way. And he goes, here's a piece here. And as you can see, he shines a torch. And he goes, they went down there a little bit. And it's just like mine shafts just everywhere in just this little tiny thing that they started you know they didn't build it there it was actual miners had done it but it just went in a loop and we went up and not down up and then we came back out oh wow because i went to i went in a mine um again it's like a, a public thing um like a park or whatever yeah in johannesburg oh wow yeah and that was a long way down we went on a lift oh and wow kept going down and down yeah that'd down. be crazy i i didn't worry me at all but you saw the um the, so they they aired it out, or they were using a fairly big gallery that, of, of something that was already quite big mm. for people to go through. But they go, no, these guys didn't work in this luxury of no. standing up. These are the reefs they worked on, and they had, like, um, dummies, you know, like yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. there. And these guys were 
crawling through these tiny oh, no. spaces. I know, I know, it's crazy. It's, that would have been a worry. That would have freaked me out. Yeah. But walking through it didn't worry me too much. Uh, so after that, we could pan for gold. They had a little thing set up where we could pan oh, nice. for gold. And they actually, one of their members, because they, they have like a group running it, they actually brought in some gold from Waihee and just sprinkled it in there. Because <laughs> he said... Um, the, our, the, actually it was from the South Island Because the gold from the South Island is fluvial So from the water So it's a bit bigger He said this quartz stuff's just sprinkles Little tiny stuff And now it's time to talk about Farmers the Department Store So Farmers the Department Store Chris If you sign up as a member of Farmers uh, You get a gift on your birthday Right? Uh, I've never got one No, well, they're supposed to email you and say Hey come in and get your gift And you've got two weeks I think Either side of your birthday to go get this thing Right? Ah uh, yeah if you're, yeah, I mean, if you remember, and this is mainly, I'm going to say, geared towards women, and they give you a choice of one to four items, I think, and it's like either a pen, a makeup brush, or whatever, right? So that's all good. Sarah didn't get the email last year, and she didn't get it this year, but she gets all their other marketing emails. So she says, "Oh, we're in Farmers on her birthday, we're on the Saturday," and she goes, "I'll oh, just go and ask them, you know, what the deal is here." Goes in and goes, "Hey, um, it's my birthday today." I don't, I don't get the emails anymore about this birthday thing. Oh, oh, that's strange. Okay, hang on. On the keyboard. Oh, oh yeah, no, we can see that you're signed up to our email newsletter list. I can see that you're getting these emails and you should be getting that email. Okay, I'm just going to ring the help desk. So they ring up some help desk somewhere and the help desk goes, okay, it's a bit strange. Uh, no, uh, okay, no. No, we can't help. Uh, no, so we can't help with that. What you need to do is ring this other number, this call center here, dial nine, talk to this person, then get them to authorize it, and then get that put through. And then they'll tell these people in the help center that, yes, you're allowed this free thing. And I was like, this seems more complicated than some sort of nuclear code thing. The way they were carrying on, I was like, this is a big organization. They could just give you, like, they could literally check your driver's license and see it was your actual birthday and just give you a pen or whatever the hell it is and be happy about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, no. The, the levels of bureaucracy, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's crazy. Uh, what did you think about Russia? What? It, the big random thing with Russia. What? They said, oh, they, they got so far and then, uh, then they threatened their family. And then they're like, oh, better turn around. What is going on? Fill me in. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it but- seemed crazy. So there was, did you see the footage of them digging up the roads? No. Oh, so they were, so uh, the uh, Wagner group, led by whatever his face yeah. is, they were, trans- yeah, they were transporting all their tanks and equipment on big transporters. So the Russians got contractors or whoever and just said, dig up all the highways. So there was all these. There was a video of like these random people on a highway, and then there was just diggers ripping it up to dig a trench to slow them down. Yeah, because they'd have to unload everything. But uh, they just said, "Oh yeah, you got so far," and then they were just like, "Yeah." So it's two hundred kilometers from from Moscow. Is, yeah, is where they got, which is pretty damn close. Um, how far away is Hamilton from Auckland? Oh, less than that. Yeah, one eighty maybe. No, yeah, whatever. But yeah. it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. similar sort of thing. It's pretty close. Um, but yeah, no. So pre- supposedly, um, the Russian forces or the air force bombed Prigozhin's um, position. Oh right, and killed a bunch of his men. Oh, and he went. This is not on. And then he. What goes, did he expect? 
he's he he went to take uh, <coughs> Rodersdorf, whatever it's called. The um, that's the place where they stayed, where all their um, their uh, organisation is, like oh, okay, the, the yeah, army yeah. organisation is, and which is a big town. Mm. And uh, he went there, and everybody there just went, "Yep, you're the man. Whatever you want to do." Yeah, like no, right. there was nobody fighting. No, no, they all just stood, all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the the public were like all behind him. Um, but having said that, it, it came across as if it was a, an on, on, a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. The, the Americans already knew it was going to happen two weeks before. Oh, of course. So he'd been planning it and getting a lot of this in place oh. beforehand. I just thought he was going to carry on and know uh, it'd be a Yeah, but firefight. nobody's really clear what's gone on with how he got turned around. Yeah, I know. So it seems a bit weird. Supposedly, he was exiled to Belarus. Somebody had suggested, are we not sure that he hasn't been given Belarus? Yeah. You know, and the guy, I've forgotten the Belarusian dude, um, Belarusian dude, he's, um, Putin never liked him much anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. We don't know what's happening, but Progoshin's making a crap load of money. He's he's getting half a billion a year out of Africa. Yeah, that's right. From all those gold mines and blood diamonds. So. Mm. It sounds like he looks after his guys quite well. Like, the way it was written was sort of like... Really? He, apparently so, uh, compared to um, normal Russians that are just brought in. So his guys are paid really well, apparently, and looked after. And oh, okay. Apparently. I don't know. But yeah, also, I haven't read anything about that. That'll so. seem pretty weird. Uh, yeah. Have you... But uh, the whole thing has got to weaken Putin. Oh, totally. Like, it's... Isn't it? It, it's, yeah, yeah. it just looks soft now. Totally soft. Have you ever been annoyed with a beeping sound? <laughs> yes. Yes. Have you thought about just destroying that beeping sound by turning something off? Yeah, maybe. So a cleaner in the US, um, ha- I think it's US, is it? Yeah, US cleaner. He has destroyed 25 years of research in a laboratory by just turning off the annoying beeping sound. <laughs> 25 years. Oh, dear. So, I, so he's looking for a job, I think. Well, the company he worked for is getting sued for a million dollars, at least. And um, apparently there was numerous cells and cultures and samples, and they uh, the beep goes off when the temperature changes. And a fluctuation of three degrees could cause catastrophic damage to these items. So turning it off is not good. <laughs> A sign, yeah. A sign was placed on the freezer door that said, "This is beeping as it's under repair. Please do not remove or unplug it. No cleaning is required. Just leave it. You can press the alarm test mute button for five to ten seconds if you would like to mute the sound." This dude th- said that he um, he doesn't read English. No, he thought it was off, and he went to the circuit breaker and flicked a switch, and he thought he was turning it back on. Is what he's saying. But somebody I was reading on uh, Reddit, I think, of all things, and somebody goes, I work in a lab, and we have very specialised cleaners that come in. They're really highly trained just to clean very specific things, mainly the rubbish bins, and they know not to touch anything else. Like, this is so weird that this guy was in the circuit breaker touching stuff, of all things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, they were a bit pissed. Oh, yeah, that that would screw you up. So annoyed. Have, I, I, yeah. I wanted to mention this. I, I, I promise I'm not talking about Trump, but. <laughs> but. But. <laughs> I heard this stat the other day. I'm like, 
okay, didn't see that coming. Every US president except yeah. Donald Trump okay. was descended from slave owners. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh. Okay. Is that true? <laughs> it's true, apparently. Oh. Apparently. Because they just did a, a thing. Um, something like uh, 40, no, 30 something percent of um, the Senate or Congress, one or the other, uh, is, is descended from uh, slave owners. And it broke down to be like. Um, 28% of Republicans and 13% or whatever it was of, okay. of Democrats. But, yeah, uh, I, I'm like, yeah, but tell us how many have descended from slaves because the difference, the disparity between those is what would be interesting because mm. you would think it would be less, but it should be growing. You know okay. what I mean? Like it should be evening out over time. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I would assume, um, but they didn't give that. Information, but yeah, the the that thing about you know every U.S. president except for Donald Trump was descended from slave owners. I'm like, is that a burn or not? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Uh, have you been keeping up with the European Athletic Championships? Nope. In Poland. Okay. So um, this is uh, this is a pretty cool story, and uh, so Belgium had two hurdlers that were. Going to race, right? They had to pull out due to injury. Now, if they did that, that means the whole Belgian team, no matter what they compete in, would have been disqualified. That's right, because for athletics, you've got to be in X number of the events to for the whole team to qualify. Yes. Yep. So, the the Belgium shot put and hammer throw champion stepped up to the mark and ran the hundred meter hurdles. Now, I actually saw that. She didn't knock any hurdles over, but she ran it like I would. <laughs> like, it was great. Look at I saw go. that. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. I saw that and I went, what is that? Shot putter running the hurdles. And I didn't I didn't have any context. So That's what it was. Like, right. She did sense. it in 32 seconds and the first place winner got it in 13 seconds. Because they were just like motoring it, eh? And then this woman's in the back just like. She's she's running up to one and then steps and, and you gotta say, like, she is not built. <laughs> no <laughs> like and then she's like hopping sort of over it. Um and then, It almost sounds like some weird feel good movie that they could stretch out like cool runnings or something and she's like, I've got this. Like, I'm sure it's in the works. <laughs> but good on her. Good on her. Absolutely. I'm wondering yeah, I don't know. Like, it's good that she did it, but there must have been more suitable. Yeah, because you'd think a pole vaulter or javelin thrower or something would be a slightly Maybe. better build for that. Um, or a, a triple jump Yeah. Oh, a triple jumper. Yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd smash be, it, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was pretty know. cool. I don't know. Oh, they found a woman in, the, in Scotland, I think, and they've realised that she has no pain receptors. She can't feel any pain. And apparently it's a rare genetic mutation. Um, so she uh, had a serious operation. It's not and a she, good one. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. But um, I wonder how long she knew that she had this or not. So um, she had no pain relief after some major surgery for recovery. And now they're sort of looking at that mutation and how it works at a molecular level. And they said it could lead to development of new treatments. So she's 75. She lives in Loch Ness of all places. And she uh, 
only realizes like if her skin is burning if she smells singed flesh so she can't feel that there's a um there's a book i i read years and years ago uh i think the first book's called lord fowl's bane okay it's the thomas covenant series and it's the first book i read like i read this when i was a teenager that was an anti-hero. This guy is the oh, ultimate right. anti-hero. And I'd never come across the concept of anti-hero when I read mm. this, right? But basically, he has leprosy. And the whole point is that that's deadening and things happen. If you scratch yourself, it can get infected. Yeah. You never feel it. So you don't know. So he has to do the self-check all the time oh. to check that he hasn't burned himself or yeah. cut himself or, okay. or anything like that. Same sort of deal. And and that's the only reason I know. It's like, yeah, not having pain is a really bad thing. Yeah. Because if something happens to your skin, which is the mm. biggest organ of your body that covers your body. Exactly. Um, and you don't know about it and you don't care for it, then it can be catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so some people uh – there's not many people that have this. It's called the F-A-A-H hyphen O-U-T gene. Far out. Far out. Gene. Um, <laughs> my daughter has a really high pain threshold as well, actually. Yeah. So she doesn't know this. You do as well. I think so, yeah. yeah. But she doesn't quite know uh, sometimes if she's hurt herself. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, now, why would you have all-female crews going to Mars? Exactly. Great question. So they basically, they've had this thought since the 70s and they've sort of changed it. But originally it was because they use less resources. They're smaller people in general. Um, they don't need as many resources as a male crew. And um, and we can live without them. No. <laughs> That's wrong. No, so actually this is since the 1950s. So they will consume less oxygen, water, food, and um, than men do. But now they're sort of saying, like, you know what? Mm, doesn't really matter. We do need male crew as well, probably. All female crew would need 1,695 kilos of less food, amounting to a saving of $158 million for a 1,080-day mission. Wow. It's crazy it's as, eh? It's significant. It's mm. significant. Okay. So they've got a metabolic advantage. Yeah, than men. But now they're sort of saying they'll probably use a mixed team. And they're sort of looking at that, uh, what's the name of that place in Hawaii where they lock them in for a year? Oh, yeah. Uh, We've mentioned it before. So they said diversity is the key now. There's a picture of the people here. No? Might be a different story. But yeah, they're looking at that uh, Hawaii dome thing that they've got where they lock them in. Because that's two males, two females at the moment, I think. I think they were just waiting to see if they you know, stab each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There must be a lot of psychological testing potentially going into that, eh? There'd have to be. Because, like, to be. you could work together. That's fine. You could but live you together. That's fine. But you just don't really know. You can't um, simulate that stress. Oh, I wonder if you could potentially, in, like, Antarctica. Oh, it's the length. What do you reckon? Yeah. It's the length of the time, it, well, or no? It's the it's the I'm never getting back. Yeah, it's true. a one way trip thing. Yeah, I mean that's crazy too. You know, like to me, that's the the ultimate stress would be that because they could freak the chances out. Chances of yeah. me going back are it's over. I'm not going back. I'm never going to see Earth again. Yeah, I'm never going to breathe air again. Yeah, I know that 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 sort of psychological um, pressure. I don't know how you could replicate that. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't think I Maybe want to replicate. you could put them in a composite submarine. Uh, that, <laughs> that could give us stress. If only... Yeah, if only. What about that? Talking about that. There was a guy that went down in that sub like four times or something, eh? As oh, a pay- really? I, think I, I know the people that... Oh, well, was he a crew? No, I think he was a... No, he survived. He's like a, he was like a paying customer, I guess, and he'd been yeah. down a couple of times. Maybe four. I'm sure it was four. Holy so crap. I think that's my no, the fifth. I, I knew because uh, they that thing had gone down like thirteen times or something. Yeah, which is mental. And that guy, because somebody pulled out of it at the last minute. Hey, they said, "Oh, I'm not going to do it." There was like someone else that wanted to go. Well, I, I do know they interviewed Ross Kemp. Do you know Ross Kemp? Oh yeah. He um, he was doing his journalistic style thing because oh. he was XSAS and stuff, wasn't he? Apparently. No, like I don't know if he was, but he did well, stories he hung on out with yeah, him or yeah, something. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I remember watching one of his programs back in the day. But, yeah, he was um, supposed to go out. He oh. did an interview. He was supposed to go down, and he went, nah, nah, not keen, nah. And yeah. so they interviewed him afterwards because, yeah. But That's good. That might be just because he's shit scared, which is fair enough. <laughs> I, I think if I just looked at it, like if you just saw the inside and it was just like a tube with nothing, I'd be like, uh. Mind you, because when they did that interview with James Cameron, the one Were they showing his you, one? They showed it and they showed him in it and like, yeah, that tube looks luxurious <laughs> compared to his. Because his was quite cramped, but he had oh, like little yeah. controls and stuff, though, didn't he? Yeah, like but he, he was right. Like, it was built around him by yeah, the looks yeah. of it. Like he didn't have any room to move. No, that's right. I think um, I'd prefer that, maybe. I don't, I'd be cozy. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Don't know. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Cool. Um, Fireside Chat is this week. Actually, when you're listening to this. If you listen to this probably- on the day it comes out. At the minute it comes out. You've got it, about three hours or just under three hours to... But otherwise, it's already been. Yeah, so uh, I guess we, I shouldn't mention that. <laughs> we will, are we are we publishing? Are we... I didn't... You're, I don't know. Are you recording the Fireside Chat to publish it? I'm recording it. I don't know what we'll do Okay, we'll see how it goes, we'll see I guess. how we go. Yeah. Okay, that's the main bit. Okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.